I'm Donna Quinn, and for the next half hour, you'll be listening to Talk of Our Towns. Today, I am delighted to have Dr. Jenny Gallagher on the program by phone. Dr. Gallagher is a doctor of veterinary medicine, and she is the founder of Moss Forest Sanctuary, which a lot of people don't know about, and it's right here in Clatsop County. Good morning, Dr. Jenny. Hi, good morning. Thank you for taking time from your busy schedule to let people know about the important work you're doing at Moss Forest Sanctuary. Before we talk about this sanctuary and what that means, uh, it's, uh, you know, maybe I should just tell people it is a 501c3 nonprofit located on a six-acre wooded moss forest in Astoria on the North Fork of the Klatskanai. It's a sanctuary that provides a permanent home for domestic animals that have been relinquished by their owners, who've been unable to care for their medical needs or abandoned animals or, you know, animals with behavioral issues. So there's rehabilitation, medical services provided. And uh, this was your dream. So, Dr. Jenny, please tell us about yourself and how you created this dream, made this happen here. Yeah, hi. Um... Yeah, when, when does it all begin? Um, I, I suppose I wrote that essay when I was seven that I wanted to be a vet, but the actual kind of turning that into a sanctuary dream um, probably started, um, you know, I, I grew up in Eugene, Oregon, and we ended up in Alaska during high school, which is kind of probably the first place I realized that having 40 animals wasn't entirely bizarre because <laughs> there were so many sled dog teams up there, and, um, and I just thought, oh, that's for me somehow. I don't know how. Um, I went ahead and, you know, I pursued college. I actually got a degree in uh, dance choreography, nothing to do with science. And, and I found myself in New York City and L.A. and different communities in there. But actually what I, I really spent more time doing was being interested in all the stray animals in those communities. I mean, they are everywhere. And, um, and I, I um, you know, would find... You know, there was like a case in New York City where outside my window I saw um, a, a, a pretty much starving, starving Rottweiler, and I took it to be my responsibility somehow to take it to the vet and leave it there for a week and pay for that until he got better, until we learned that it wasn't a medical issue that he was so sick. He was just starved, and it was horrible. And And, it, and, and how that ended wasn't good either because he was great with me, but he was terrible with my male roommate. So um, there was really no place for him to go. The shelter, um, you know, he was kind of aggressive, I guess you could say, so the shelter didn't want him. Um, the police were of no help to me that evening, that, that evening. And, and so I had to release him back into the community, and it was, you know, basically a non-answer. Um, and that just kind of got me on this path of where, where do these animals go, you know, especially if they're not perfect, if they're not. But he might have been great with the right people. And so... So that's sort of, you know, I think the, the emotional part of how that developed. But, um, yeah, so let me pause and here for a second. And then you went to veterinary school. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so that actually brought me to veterinary school. So um, I, I sort of felt like I had to um, make a big decision, you know, about where my life was going. And, and I wanted to do work with animals, and I felt like, why wasn't I a vet already? I was already so into this. And... Um, I, I think I was just afraid of not you know, being good at science or something and, and that somehow I learned that along the way, and that's not true. Just because you can dance doesn't mean you can't do science. So I, um, 
kept working at it, and I moved back in with my folks in, near Corvallis and went to Oregon State University. So, and graduated probably uh, ten years ago. So, yeah. So kind of since then, kind of got my first job here in here in a, well, did an internship, but then I got my first kind of adult job here in a, a story with Dr. Goza. So that's that's how I got here. <laughs> And you continue to work at clinics uh, in Clatsop County. Um, however, right. um, so that got you to Clatsop County working with Dr. Goza, and then you began to think about, wait, I want, I want this sanctuary for animals. I want this dream to happen. And so then four years ago, you found this property. Yeah. Actually, I got the property early on, partly because I, I already had – you know, a dozen animals that I was caring for through vet school and so forth. So I, I needed land early on. But I was so I was kind of doing the work before I could ever call it a nonprofit. So I, you know, I'd say I'd be doing this work for 20 years, but uh, the nonprofits, my attempt to um, you know, make it more of a what I do, um, make it more my primary than my side hobby. And um, and it's and I found and I think it grew a lot because of the what I found working at the vet clinics locally, that there was, there was quite a gap um, between, you know, or, or I guess I'd be in the, I could be in the exam room with clients and found that there was this, this need for um, places for animals to go that, that didn't fit the shelter uh, adoption scenario and they maybe weren't or not able to own them anymore at the clinic and so they came in for euthanasia or or just worry. People just come in to talk. They're like, I don't know what to do. So um, we started detecting that there's this need and found myself taking more and more animals home. <laughs> so, like I had to, had to not just do that. I had to make it into something that it could be fixed and then go back out to the community because that's really where they need to go is back in with families, the right families, you know. So. Right. So it's that third place which didn't exist. There was the animal shelter, which is primarily animals who, you know, maybe don't have certain medical conditions or emotional conditions. And then, you know, and then there's a, a vet clinic, which, um, you know, typically you have people who own their animals going there, which requires, you know, financial wherewithal. So sanctuary. Sanctuary means essentially a place of refuge or safety. And so your mission I love the mission on your website, and I'm going to encourage all of all, all of you listening, please, to go to the Moss Forest Sanctuary website. It's beautiful. And do you want to just explain the mission? I like what you say on the website. Why don't you please tell us in your own words the mission, please? Yeah. Um, so our our mission is, and, and it's kind of from a Buddhist philosophy. It's, the idea is to reduce suffering. So to um, to, you know, where we can find those animals that we can help out. And we're not going to save all of them. Um, we're going to save as many and rehome as many as possible. And I think um, it was founded by my, uh, actually my best friend from high school and I, early on, she was like, I just want to help people. And so she ended up becoming a psychiatrist. And early on, I was like, I just want to help animals. And so I became a vet, so it's kind of interesting how we came back together as adults and thought, you know, how can we make this space uh, a sanctuary truly for for animals where they can live out their lives if they have, you know, where they're difficult to adopt, but also ultimately, you know, is to make it a kind of sanctuary for people. So 
it's a place where you could go and, and feel better when you after you <laughs> you go there and just because it's right on the river you go down to that river and it's the most healing space I've ever been to it's just magical I mean it's any any Oregon River frankly but it's just a really beautiful space and um, and I just thought um, you know I don't know yeah and you're treating these animals who may have spinal injuries or who just need time to recover. Um, and right. right now you have a lot of animals. And you work with partners. You're, you have rescue organizations calling you. And, uh, I mean, do you get calls from the general public who say there's a stray dog here or there's a, somebody, an older person who's, you know, ill and the dog is on a chain all the time and, you know, help. Uh, I mean, how do you, uh, how do these animals come to you? Because you have 85 dogs and cats there right now and that, and you're primarily dogs and cats. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, I suppose, rabbits and horses and pigs that make up some of those numbers, but yes, yeah, there's, um, there's, there's a lot of them. Um, well, uh, maybe after this, this interview, uh, <laughs> I might be getting more, but, um, which is great. That's kind of where we're heading. But earlier I would, I'm in good touch with all the rescues, and so there's a lot of word of mouth among these communities. And so they find me and they say, hey, can you help? I have this cat, um, you, know, you know, hit by a car, nobody really owns it, can you help? Or, um, yeah, this, there, there have been situations where, you know, somebody's entering a um, retirement facility, they can no longer take care of this dog. It's really kind of this old crickety thing. What do we do? And so, so yeah. So these stories start sort of kind of finding me. And so I've been kept very busy without without really going public. It's just that it it's a, it's kind of too much for one person to take on. And so, so I think a lot of where the sanctuary is at now is opening to the public um, and, and looking for more volunteers and also taking the burden off one person to care for somebody. That's too many. It really should be shared among the community, and then in turn we can offer this resource for the community too. Yes, because volunteers can come and play with the animals in this beautiful place, which is healing for the animals, healing for the people. And um, mm -hmm. and I and so you are now ready to let the public know that Moss Forest Sanctuary exists. You're you're not too far actually from the Wildlife Center of the North Coast. Um, you have different right. missions, but both you're easing the suffering and and you're rehabilitating animals. Um, who other people might give up on, and uh, and right. so now you're actually ready for volunteers to to come out and whether it's sensing or whatever. I think you have kind of a wish list. Why don't we talk about your your wish list? And again, if people go to the website, they can see too. Uh, they can donate online. But again, having people come out and be part of this this beautiful vision that you have. Yeah, and I, th I think that really comes down to um, volunteers. And so I think the most manageable, manageable way is maybe kind of opening it up on Sundays, maybe noon to five or something like that, and where we um, invite in people who might be wanting to walk a dog because the animals need attention, you know, they don't, and, or pet the cats or just sit with them. That can be part of it. Sometimes it's simple stuff like just washing their bowls and cleaning up their, you know, their areas. To, to the other part that just takes people and time, which is um, moving mulch, you know, helping me finish those horse fences they keep busting down, to, um, you know, anybody want to help me clean up my pig barn? That'd be great. You know, stuff like that, which is more physical labor, that just takes a lot of time and um, more than one person doing it all. And so, 
Um, yes, but it's a gift to the community, what you're doing. And I, mean, I know you're getting some grants. You have some volunteers. Uh, I mean, you have, um, you have people who donate, and you, have, uh, and you can get some grants. But right now, it's grown. It's now at the point where you need to ask the community to be involved um, at, you know, in this vision, which helps everyone. We all suffer when we see animals suffering who are homeless and, uh, and, and in need. And, and uh, you actually had a work party where you actually had some folks come yeah. and build a cat house, and, and you got some other opportunities. Uh, let me just reintroduce you. Um, if you've just tuned in, I am talking with Dr. Jenny Gallagher. Dr. Jenny Gallagher is, the, uh, is a doctor of veterinary medicine, a DVM. She is also the founder of Moss Forest Sanctuary here in Classic County, which is just outside of Astoria, Oregon, not too far away from the Wildlife Center of the North Coast. And their mission is to rehabilitate and provide sanctuary to, um, to ailing animals, domestic animals, primarily cats and dogs. And right now, uh, Dr. Jenny Gallagher is on the phone going public saying, you know, we exist now, and, and, and maybe in August you'll start this uh, 12 to 5 kind of opportunity time for the public to come out and, uh, and play with the animals and spend some time in that sanctuary. Um, and you also need, you know, cat food and grass hay for horses and straw for bedding. And on the website you can see how... You know, the cats are kind of um, lounging. And so you have some characters out there. Tell us a little bit about some of the, some of the animals you have out sure. there, what you're, what, why they're there and what you're doing with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, so there's a lot of the cats. Uh, cats' number one problem and why they're out with me is that they're, they're healthy cats but they uh, urinate inappropriately in your house. <laughs> and so, and so those come in all the time at the clinic where people, I mean, understandably, they can't have cat urine all over their house. But where do they go? They're otherwise healthy. And they're hard to adopt out at the shelter. And so that's been a really nice thing to be able to say to people, like, hey, you know, is this an option? Is this something that would interest you? And they could stay at the sanctuary. And so that's, that's, that's where a lot of them are. And some of them are also uh, diabetic cats and, you know, other medical conditions. But... Um, yeah, like uh, I always think of Lola, who's this, um, like she was a two-year-old Persian cat. I mean, this, this owner spent, you know, some, some money, you know, getting this special cat, and, and she kept peeing on her son's bed all the time. And it, and it just, you know, it's like I'm not going to euthanize a Persian cat, but where does it go? I mean, you know, um, that's always one I think of. But uh, I suppose the, the cases that, that first caught my attention that needed time um, are these dogs, especially dachshunds, but other dogs that have back injuries that don't walk. And um, a good story about that is this guy, little guy, Duke, and if the owner happens to be listening, um, she's a you know, prior owner, but at the time that her dog became um, quadriplegic, so big deal, you know, this dog can't walk at all. Um, she was undergoing her own um, personal medical issues and, and really just couldn't take on level of nursing care that might be needed. So, and this is probably the, the most rewarding case, and usually they don't take this long, but it took, took really a full six months. But that dog's running around now, and, but it required a lot of kind of, you know, flipping the dog for the first month, taking him everywhere with me. Some of these guys need urinary catheters. So it's a level above your everyday nursing care at home. It's, it really is medical. Like it takes a vet kind of to put a urinary catheter in multiple times a day, make sure he doesn't have infections, and so forth. And that's what 
we started providing for people with that opportunity to, um, you know, to, they could be here. And some of these guys, you know, kind of in the old days, would, would go back to their owners. Like, I would offer it more as a service. Um, kind of, it's kind of turned more into relinquishment at this point because it's, easier to organize right now, but, um, but that's, I mean, but that might be something, you know, if someone had a case like that, I'd be love, love to talk to them about that. Um, well, so you provide, obviously, the veterinary care, which is the most expensive part of any of this. Clearly, you're providing cat food, dog food, you know, bedding, all those kinds of things, and, um, and I know that you also want to, um, as you're letting the public know that you exist and that you're now wishing to have more interaction with the community and have them be part of this um, this amazing facility that you've created and that you've been funding for all these years, um, and, and you want to eventually think about some adoption opportunities with some of the animals who have recovered, and also I think you have a spay and neuter clinic you want to do in the fall for low-income folks. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of your upcoming yeah. things you'd like to do? Yeah, that's that's where things are heading, um, where we're, instead of word-of-mouth adoptions, which is sort of been how, <laughs> how we've been doing it, um, we're actually posting on PetFinder starting in the next month. And uh, we, I mean, we have, we have healthy animals, too. We have some kittens running around here that need homes. And, and so it's, it's, it's certainly opening up that door to the public on PetFinder and going through a more formal adoption process. Um, and the second exciting thing, which was really only possible because we received a, um, a, basically a kind of a grant through a local community member here who's just really changed everything for us in that we can open up a spay-neuter clinic for the public. And, and we have some really low-cost spay-neuter going on already at clinics, and I think this is largely for that, you know, it's, it's for, for low-income folks, but it's for also the, all the strays and for other rescues who, who need, need the cost to be pretty, pretty really, really low cost. So um, that's just, you know, something else that we can offer because you kind of never have enough of that, and, um, you know, at least until we have fewer, fewer animals on the street. Right, and again, that you've created this place for, for, for animals who fall through the cracks. Um, you know, you, you actually, you actually have, you are the veteran. You are, you have the vet clinic. You have the healing property, the place, um, and and now you need some volunteers to help you with this. Um, and there will be some animals who that is their home for the rest of their lives. That's the sanctuary. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, and if you were, go ahead, please. Oh, I was just thinking that part of the. Um, have, being able to provide the spay-neuter clinic, it's also implying that there's an on-site clinic here on the premises, which is really great for the animals here. We have that just like a, I mean, I already have lots of medicine here. That's not the problem. But we actually have a space that other people can participate in. And maybe it can be, an, you know, an open opportunity for, you know, you know local teenagers to, to join in or other people to kind of get education on, on how to care for things. I mean, we have we have really good visions of like, what if we had lectures every you know last Thursday of every month, and we could just talk about deworming, you know, and and you know, and have wine tasting or something, you know, <laughs> deworming and wine tasting. No, um, but just you know, kind of opening that up too is, is just having a having a, a clinic that you know maybe maybe open to other people to help out that too. 
Yes, and again, this place, this six-acre property that you have is um, with the river. That's You have hydrotherapy there for animals who need that, for, for who need to swim. Actually, it, it's yeah, it's for it works great having a, a having a, a stream flow, and then the dogs try to go upstream. Surprisingly, is how I have I, I intentionally take one of my dogs down there that is pretty paralyzed on his back end, but when he gets in the water, he's amazing. Like, that guy is strong, has the best time ever. So uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a neat way of using nature, uh, getting them to heal. Yeah. Nature is healing. There's no question about it. So we only have a few minutes left, Dr. Jenny, and I would like you to now let the listening audience know anything we maybe haven't talked about. Um, the website, again, is Moss Forest Sanctuary, and, um, and now you are letting the public know that you are open to, to, to volunteers. You're open to, um, you know, letting people know what you're doing and having people be involved and engaged. And uh, so this is just a marvelous opportunity, I think, for our community. And, and, and so many kudos to you um, for doing this. You made this vision happen. You've been doing it successfully for four years. You're doing very well. You could, <clears throat> excuse me, actually take in more animals, but you need more volunteers in order to be able to do that, to serve this great need. Uh, yeah, that's that's a big limitation and, and I need more help to grow it and it would be nice to grow it and, and actually not just in terms of numbers on the property but to create more of a flow so, so we can serve more animals, get them fixed up and then move them out into new homes. And I think, I suppose the main message, you know, certainly yes, I, I need the volunteers, that's number one. And number two is, is if you're in a kind of a crisis situation, it's worth calling and and, and just no matter what it is, because it's hard to define exactly what would you may need to call someone about, but just if you're in an awkward situation or you can't keep the animal anymore or things are about to change, like it's worth calling us and seeing if we can help in some way and, and you know, and, and holding the animal for a little while or, um, or yeah, or, or, yeah. Right, and you know what's amazing, and we <laughs> oh, talked about yeah. this before we went live, and that is that, um, you know, they hold everybody gets along. It's almost like I think animals they're they're so much more aware and intelligent to it. all the things that you know we we still don't know how intelligent they are. They're amazing. but um so there must they get along well and and there's so there's this wonderful feeling of again, sanctuary, you know, not only the physical property, but the fact that you know they get along. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, most of them. <laughs> yeah, you have, are you have your characters, I suppose. Them, but yeah, <laughs> but uh, um, but it, it, it is interesting. Like you really develop these packs, you know, where it's fun to see animals be animals, and not just one dog in a family is you know five humans. It's dogs get to be dogs out here, and I love that about it. And, and sometimes they fight, and that's you know, but it's kind of in a dog pack, wolf pack way. They they talk a lot. How they work things out, and so you know, up to a point, it's it's nice to see, you know. Um, yes, yes, yes. Well, um, any last thing? We just have about a minute here. Any last any last thoughts? Any um, last thoughts? You have a minute here, or so. Oh, my my last. Uh, uh, just I don't know. Just just thanks for thanks for kind of making this making this easy on me. It's it's been nice to be able to. Um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty shy, introverted person, but it's nice to be able to kind of talk like this comfortably and, and, and talk to the public about it and, and just kind of start making those connections because I think there's a lot of neat people in this community that I actually don't meet because I'm so busy. <laughs> I would love to meet meet more people out here that are, have, have common interests. And I, uh, yes. I look forward to seeing yes. And yeah. we want to support you and support Moss Forest Sanctuary, your vision. Uh, you've created something. There was a great need. And, and you've filled that need, and so now we need to support you. And uh, because you're busy, you're still working as a veterinarian at other clinics, and you're at the sanctuary, you know, and you have a son. And so, uh, so it's the time. So this is a call out to all of you listening. Please go to Moss Forest Sanctuary website. Please look at this brand new, well, it's been under the radar for four years, but at this new opportunity to help um, the cats and dogs, the stray animals um, who exist uh, in our community, animals with medical needs, uh, behavioral issues. Uh, Dr. Jenny Gallagher is a great resource, and so is Moss Forest Sanctuary. So thank you so much. Thank you for making the time to be on the program, Dr. Jenny. Thank you, Nevada, for the technological expertise. It's always a little dicey and challenging. Um, thanks to all of you who listen. Thank you, local talented banjo instructor Michael Brun, for your original theme music for this program. And until next week, let's all take a moment right now to take a very deep healing breath. It is so good for body, mind, and spirit. And then with gratitude, focus on the good things in your life. There will always be things that aren't going well, but focus on the things that are with gratitude. And then give yourself a loving and compassionate hug or a pat on the back for being uniquely you the only one you really are, and for doing the best you can because everyone is until they know better, and for being here now in this moment, the only moment that exists, the now moment, on the amazing planet we call Earth. <laughs>